You're listening to episode 53 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children where we chat about all things children and empower you to grow with the children in your life. Today's episode is one of our special episodes, a spotlight on children's author. And today we are spotlighting the amazing author, Jane Smith. She's written a number of books for children and for adults. And today we're going to learn a little more about Jane and about her work. And also we're going to dig into her latest amazing series of books that she's written for kids. So you definitely want to stay tuned in and learn about that. So how about we get the chat started with Jane Smith. Jane Smith is an Australian author from Queensland. She's a librarian, archivist and freelance editor who enjoys researching and writing about history, fiction and non-fiction for children and for adults. Jane's latest release is Carly Mills' Pioneer Girl, a children's historical fiction series that celebrates the achievements of remarkable women who have changed the world. Jane is also the author of the non-fiction Australian Bushrangers series for children and the first eight episodes of the historical fiction series Tommy Bell, Bushranger Boy. Three of her children's books have been short or long-listed for significant literary awards. Jane also writes for adults and she loves everything to do with books. Writing, reading, reviewing, researching, editing, cataloguing and speaking to groups of adults and children about writing. Jane Smith, welcome to Chat About Children. Thanks, Sonia. Jane, you're joining us in a very special week. It's Children's Book Council of Australia Book Week. So it is an absolute pleasure to have the spotlight on you this week as our Spotlight on Children's author episode. So Jane, tell us a little bit about life before becoming an author. Well, I grew up in Brisbane and I've always enjoyed reading and writing, but I didn't really know what to do with it for a long time. So I actually did study English and journalism for a year after I left school, but it wasn't really me. So I ended up changing in a completely different direction. I studied physiotherapy and I was actually a physio for about 12 years in New South Wales. But then that love of reading and writing never left me and the physio thing didn't quite fit. So I went back to uni and did librarianship. And so I've worked in lots of different types of libraries since then, school libraries, public libraries, hospital libraries, TAFE, and then gradually got into writing from there. Fantastic. So what was the turning point that got you your first book published? Because that must have been very exciting. So tell us about that turning point. Well, it was in 2008. I was working in two jobs. One was a part-time job at a school library and the other was in a public library as a casual. And at that time, kids were learning to do learning local history in about grade four and five. And it became really clear to me that there were no books about Toowoomba's local history that were suitable for children of that age. So I and some colleagues decided to get together and write one. So we all shared the research and I did the writing and the the Toowoomba City Library released the book, The Story of the Swamp, A Children's History of Toowoomba. So from that, I discovered that I really enjoyed the research process and history. And I enjoyed the process of changing, of writing words that were accessible to children. 
so I decided I'd like to do more of that. And it was a bit of a revelation because I hadn't ever really thought about writing nonfiction before that, but I just suddenly felt as if I'd found my niche. So by doing that, I discovered that I really enjoyed digging up those stories from the past. That's fantastic. And I think they're really, as you kind of identified the gap, but there really needs to be a friendly way for kids to access those stories and learn, you know, history in a fun, as you said, accessible way. So that's fantastic. Just a little bit about the research process. Can you give us a little bit of insight around that and for parents and educators that are listening and wanting to excite students or their children around research, have you got some little tips? I'm kind of going, I was going to bring this up later, but I want to know now, Jane, so share that with us. Well, the research that I would be doing as an author is probably quite different from what I would advise children and teachers to teach children. But for me, it always starts with a general overview. So if I'm writing a book about a historical character, I would read a biography or several biographies of that character first. And then from there, you find the primary sources that that author used, and then you can go and chase them up further. So there might be letters or birth, death and marriage certificates, newspaper articles, all those sorts of things that then you need to go to the original source and check the details there. In some of my talks to kids in schools, especially the older kids, I do little sessions teaching the difference between primary and secondary resources so they can see the relative merits of each. We do little games around that. Wonderful, Jane. Yeah. That is a big part of what I enjoy about writing these books is that they're digging up the secrets. Absolutely. Well, it's like you're doing a bit of an investigation and you're discovering things all the time. And I imagine kids would, you know, love that process too because they love discovering and learning through discovery. Yeah. Yeah, So that's fantastic. So you wrote that first book and then from there, you've obviously gone on to write a number of books. How did things sequence from there after that first book was published? Well, it was probably a bit of an unconventional way to getting published that after that book, I felt I'd really like to do more of that sort of thing. So I found some publishers who I thought were publishing the sort of thing I wanted to write. And I wrote to Simon and said, hey, do you want any authors? And I was actually very surprised about six months later, I had a reply and there was a small publishing company who were interested in educational books and biographies in particular, which was what interested me. So... They commissioned me to write the stories of the bushrangers and I got to work on that. But then in the meantime, that company fell apart and so they never published them. But I continued with the work and when I'd finished the five books in the series, I approached the Big Sky Publishing and to my great delight, they took them on. And everything just went from one step to another. We had the first books were non-fiction, books about bushrangers for children, sort of upper primary, lower secondary. And when they were published, one of the publishers in one of the partners in Big Sky suggested to me that a series of fiction books based on those stories might be a good idea. So that was how Tommy Bell Bushranger Boy came about. So we used the same bushrangers that I had already researched. And I just created this character, Tommy Bell, who's a contemporary boy, and he goes back in time and has adventures with the bushrangers. So that was quite fun to write because there was a lot of adventure in the real stories. So it was easy to take advantage of that. And it was more fun. When I had written the nonfiction books, I thought that was my niche. But once I got started on the Tommy Bell books, I realised that I didn't need to limit myself to nonfiction. That was really enjoying the fiction as well. 
And then Carly Mills was one of the minor characters in the Tommy Bell books. And I just liked her as a character. I thought she was strong and feisty and could do with a series of her own. So that's how the Carly Mills books began. Wonderful. And we are going to chat more about, obviously, the Carly Mills series. It's very current. It's very exciting. And there's more to come. So we definitely are going to launch into that. I'd like to know one more little thing before we do, Jane, and that's acknowledging that you write both for children and adults. And I'm wondering, was that always in the plan? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, you're talking as if I had a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Go with the flow then, says Jane. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not sure that I ever did. My writing career has been a case of one thing leading to the next. So I guess I never did imagine when I was younger that I would write books for children. If I had thought I would write anything, it would have been for adults. I've told you how the children's books came about, but then when I was researching for the Australian Bushranger series, one of the characters really stood out for me, and that was one of the two men known as Captain Starlight, because his entire 30 years were a complete mystery. Nobody really knows who he was or where he came because he used this long series of false names. He was a serial imposter, a pathological liar, so really hard to pin him down. And that really intrigued me, and I wanted to find out more, and I just couldn't let it go. I just kept on going and finding out more facts about him. And then I had too much material just for a children's book, so I decided to write a um, full-length biography on him. And that's an entirely different process, but I love it, and I, I couldn't really say which I prefer. Yeah, fantastic. Well, obviously you have a love for writing. Is there anything specific that keeps you writing? It's just one of those natural kind of passions that you have. Yeah, I think I just enjoy it. I'm not doing it for any other reason. It's not to make a fortune or anything, thankfully. I just enjoy it. I really enjoy words. As you said in the intro, I enjoy all aspects of writing. The editing is part of the process I really love, and I edit other people's books as well. But I just enjoy that refining the language to just keep polishing and polishing it till it's the best it can be. Yeah, fantastic. Now, you've given us a little bit of insight as to the inspiration behind your latest series, Carly Mills Pioneer Girl, if, if there's even a way that you can quantify it. But mm. how long has it taken you to kind of put that series together and write it up? Because mm. I know that even kids ask that question all the time at author visits. You know, how long did it take you to write? What's your answer to that with the Carly Mills series? Well, the actual writing is only a small part of it. I'd say if I was to put all of the hours together end to end, it would probably be less than a week of of actual writing time, maybe about a week. But there's a lot of time spent in research beforehand. So I could spend a few months reading biographies and chasing up facts. And then there's quite a long planning process. And then once I've written it, I've written the first draft, then I'll go over and over and over again to try and polish it. So probably on average it would be maybe a few months at least for most of the Carly Mills books. Fantastic. And the first book in the series was released earlier this year and you toured that in May and that was called A New World. Can you tell us a little bit about this book and who it's geared towards, who the series is geared towards, Mm -hmm. and also how your tour went? Because I was following it and it looked very exciting. So share with us a little bit about that time. Yeah. Well, the book focuses on Caroline Chisholm. The series features a little girl called Kelly Mills, who's a contemporary Australian country girl from Queensland. And she is visiting a friend in Sydney 
who's daughter of her mother's friend, Dora. So she doesn't know her very well. She's just getting to know her. She's a little bit nervous in, in the city. And they visit a museum and they find a, some old shawls that have been discarded there and they're allowed to keep them. They find when they put them around their shoulders, they go back in time. They meet women from the past. So in this first book, Carly encounters Caroline Chisholm and it's 1841. So Caroline Chisholm... I don't know if you know, she's, she was known as the Emigrant's Friend. She's one of the most remarkable, strong women of our past. She was an Englishwoman who came to Australian family in the 19th century. And she did a lot to improve conditions for young immigrant women, or not just women, but families as well. But her main focus was women. Because there, were, there was a huge immigration boom at the time. And people were coming from places like England and Ireland who were desperate they were poor and unemployed and unskilled and starving and they would come here expecting a better life but when they arrived they had nowhere to go and they had no skills and they were really at the mercy of employers who were often quite unscrupulous and unemployment was rife in the city as well so Caroline Chisholm used to take these girls and she actually created a home for them where they would go and live with her for a while she would skill them up and then she would find a reputable employer for them. She sometimes even took them out into the country herself. So in this book, Carly and her friend Dora meet Caroline Chisholm and they learn about the um, fantastic things that she did and go on some of her adventures with her. So it's aimed at children, boys and girls, I would hope, from about grade three to grade eight. And each book will feature a different woman from history and not just Australian the first three are Australian women but they'll be women from overseas as well yeah fantastic sorry you're going to say something Jane keep oh, going <laughs> yes you asked about the book the blog tour I was really happy with that it's the first time I've done one and it was reviewed by lots of people from different magazines and online sources and it was reviewed really favorably so I was really happy with how it went and I've had some really positive comments from various teachers and librarians as well so and have you had some feedback from kids yes not as much as I would like yet because unfortunately due to COVID I haven't been able to go out into schools and see them face to face hopefully that will change in October I've got a couple of bookings so fingers crossed that I get cancelled but I did send the book to well, I put a call out to any teachers who might like to review it and there was one from a country school who read it aloud to her class, an advanced copy before it was published. And she told me that they were obsessed. So I took that as a good <laughs> tip. <laughs> Wonderful. That's the response you want. You're trying to gauge that intrigue or that interest. And as I said earlier, I mean, kids are always, they just love discovering. And I think your books and your series, you know, really do bring that home for children. You're just really linking in and connecting with that, that discovery and that curiosity. And at the same time, they're learning so much and about some really amazing role models, if I can call Carolyn Chisholm a role model and others that you feature in your, in your books. But I think there's certainly qualities and characteristics there that a lot of kids would gravitate towards. So I think it's fantastic. So tell us about this month is very exciting for you, Jane, because the second book in the Carly Mills series is out. So tell us about that. And the second book is called Emergency. And it features Queensland's first female doctor, Lillian Cooper. I actually started researching her a couple of years ago with a view to writing a biography for adults on her. So I didn't end up writing that book, but 
I was really pleased to have the opportunity to include her in this series because my research into her really filled me with admiration for her. She was a very, very strong woman. She became a doctor in England in a time when women were not allowed to sit their final exams for medicine. So she had to go to Scotland to sit her final exams. And then she came out to Australia with her lifelong friend, jo, Josephine Bedford. And in spite of a bit of opposition and a bit of prejudice against a female doctor, she became a very highly respected woman and she did a lot for women's health and children's health in Queensland. So, yeah, a really interesting character. And by all accounts, she used to be very blunt and she used to swear a lot. And <laughs> she was a real character. Like She was one of our earliest motorists. She had a, a motor car. Apparently she was a bit of a wild driver. And she was one of the founding members of the RACQ. Mm-hmm. And she even, when the First World War broke out, she was in her 50s and she wanted to go to Europe as a surgeon, but they wouldn't let her. The Australian Army wouldn't take her if they said women should just would be better off staying at home and knitting for the soldiers so she found out about the scottish women's hospital which did take women surgeons and she went over and her friend joe bedford went as well and looked after the ambulances and they were awarded a medal from the king of serbia for their service so an enormous amount of material for adventure so carly mills goes back and meets her at various times through her past and gets caught up in a lot of these adventures I love it. I'm already excited. <laughs> I've got to get emergency. Yeah. That's brilliant. And I and just I loved hearing about her. She just sounds unstoppable, doesn't she? Oh, she's amazing. And one of the things I enjoy in writing these books is to create a parallel in Carly's contemporary life. It's one of the tricky things, but it's also quite satisfying. Thing. So in this book, I have Carly starting in a new school. She's going to boarding school in Brisbane. So she's moving from her farm into the city and she's having to deal with new people, including one person who's a bit of a bully. So there's a bit of a parallel where with Dr Lillian Cooper, who's moving to a new place and encountering a bit of opposition. Yep, yep, perfect. Yeah, oh, definitely relatable, definitely. So that sounds brilliant. Well, congratulations, because that's certainly a big achievement and you're highlighting some really strong characters and people from our past. Can you tell me a little bit about how you go about choosing them? (laughs) Because that must be a tough (laughs) gig. It is, because there are quite a lot of women that I could, you know, series could go on forever. I borrowed a few books from the library about women who have changed the world and Google is my friend. And have an extremely long list and then I go through them. And the important thing, I think, is to find someone whose life lends themselves to an action story. So there were quite a few female politicians and suffragettes and so on who did remarkable things, but it's difficult to put them into a story that would appeal to primary school children. People like Edith Cowan, for instance, and there's some fantastic people. And I'm sure there would be a way to do it. Miles Franklin was a little bit of a challenge. She's one of my later books as well because there's not so much action and adventure there. But So that's the main thing, to pick someone that I can tailor the story to. But then, and I also wanted to have a big range of different types of contribution to society. So Carolyn Chisholm was a humanitarian 
Dr. Cooper's doctor. And the third book will be Nellie Melba, who's opera singer. So I'm trying to get people from all different parts of society. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, you've mentioned more books coming. Now, there's three more books coming next year. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Now, you've mentioned Nellie Melba. Can you tell us the other two or is that a secret? Yeah, no, I don't think they're secrets. The others are Amelia Earhart, she's book five, and Florence Nightingale is book four. Fantastic. That's What a great lineup. Well done, Jane. Yeah, and Amelia Earhart was a lot of fun because there's a lot of action and adventure there, but that, the difficulty with her was trying to select just a few episodes in her life to focus on because she had so many. She's a series <laughs> in herself. Yeah, yeah that's right. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, tell me, like talking on about series, which you do so well, you write so beautifully, have you got any advice for writers and authors who might want to get into writing a series? Maybe they're thinking about it, they're yet to do so, they're unsure, sitting on the fence. Have you got any advice? I think writing a series is a great idea because with children's books, once they find one book they like, they want to keep reading more of the same. So if a child likes the first book in your series, they'll want to read on and read the rest. So if you've got the book on the first one, you've got ready-made readers for the rest of them. As far as writing them goes, I think the difference is it's, I mean, I'm more of a planner than than a write-as-you-go sort of person anyway, but I think with a series it's more important to plan because you don't just have to follow the narrative arc for one book, but you've got to have a bit of an arc for the whole series. So... One of the things I like about that is that you can make your characters develop as the books go along. So, for instance, in book two, I don't want to give away too much here, but there's a character who's a bit difficult and as the series goes on, we'll see her character develop and change a little. So I enjoy that scope that it gives you. But the other thing is that you need to record everything that you do and I have little notes about characteristics and events and traits because you don't want to write something in book five that contradicts something that happened or a character trait in book one. Yeah, you need that consistency. It's more difficult to be consistent. Mm, mm, Fantastic. And there's some great tips there. So hopefully that will inspire some writers and authors to step into the series world. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, definitely an exciting stage for anyone considering it. So Jane, I am very excited for you. This month we have Emergency coming out in the Carly Mills Pioneer Girls series and more to come out next year. Have you got a take-home message to parents, carers and those professionals working with children? Yeah, I guess my take-home message really is to read to them and to talk to them about what they read. I think that I like to encourage diversity in reading, but in my opinion, historical fiction is great way to teach kids about society without them realising that they're learning. And I think that knowledge of history is really vital to being a good citizen because it makes us understand why we are the way we are and what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked. And I think that without a fairly sound knowledge of history, we've just got one less tool to help us to solve social problems. So I think it's really essential to know a bit about history to move towards a more fair and just society. So I think reading historical fiction helps you learn about history in an entertaining, interesting way. It's not just dry facts and dates and names like I learned in school. They're stories. It's just that they happen to be stories that happened in the past. 
So I think historical fiction is a great way to teach kids about the world and it's also at the same time helping to develop their language and literacy skills. Absolutely. And you do a wonderful job in bringing history to life in a way that kids can connect to and adults too, by the way. So thank you so much. And Jane, tell us, where can we learn more about you and about your work? I have my author website. It's www.janesmithauthor.com. So people can find out more about me and all of my books there. There's also a website devoted to Carly Mills. And on this site, there are quizzes for children, teaching resources, links to more information about women through history, videos, all sorts of great resources. And I'm I'll be updating that soon with more information about book two. And that's all at www.carlymillspioneergirl.com. Fantastic. Jane Smith, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. A wonderful chat there with author Jane Smith as we do celebrate this week with the Children's Book Council of Australia Book Week 2020. Now, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do share it with family, friends and with colleagues. Remember, you can access today's show notes on the chataboutchildren.com website. I would love for you to leave a rating and a review for the podcast. And I'm super grateful for your attention today. I do celebrate you and look forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining the Chat About Children with Sonia Vestalich, www.chataboutchildren.com.